Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit Pew Podcast. It's day 243 in our journey through the Bible, and today we're talking about Ezekiel. Let's get started. Once again, hello friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing wonderful. It's beautiful weather outside right now when the humidity is gone, but the sun's still up. It is perfect, and I hope that you're enjoying that. Hope you enjoyed the very first lesson on Elijah that uh, we had together on Sunday, and then I posted on the podcast, talking about Elijah's bold entrance. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that after this podcast, you can go back and hear that recorded. And I'm really looking forward to lesson two on that. I've actually been, I, I wish... I shouldn't say a wish because I have the power to do it. I'm trying to decide, but if I should take more time on this second week lesson and break that up into a few weeks or not, um, it's just I really enjoy the thought of God telling Elijah to go down to this brook Cherith. He's all alone. He's isolated. Why? What What was God going to do in his life? And that's what we're going to talk about this next Sunday. But today we're talking about Ezekiel. I love the name Ezekiel. Short calling calls calling someone Zeke, I guess, for short. But but the book itself is a very difficult book. I remember when I started this podcast, there was someone, I don't even know if they still listen to the podcast, if they do or not, but they used to always say, hey, teach through Ezekiel. Even when I was their pastor, they'd say, teach through Ezekiel. And I always chickened out of that. And uh, I'm not going to teach through the entire book of Ezekiel, but today we'll just kind of briefly, as we've done for all the other books, do a brief overview. I don't think I did for Lamentations. Lamentations, I did discuss it a little bit last time. It's written by Jeremiah. It was written as he's lamenting, where we get that word lamentation, he's lamenting the fall of Jerusalem. you got to remember in our timeline now, as we've been studying this Bible, what did I say? We're on day 243 in our timeline. We've already seen the kingdom split. I talked about that at the beginning of my series on Elijah. We've already went through the kings. The northern kingdom has already been taken captive by Assyria. And now we're watching the fall of the southern kingdom. So we've been through a lot of history studying the Bible so far. And we're on 243 out of, what, 365. We haven't even touched the New Testament yet. We'll get there. It won't take long to get through the New Testament. But in our Old Testament history that we're studying right now, the kingdom, the northern kingdom's already fallen, and now the southern kingdom has fallen. We heard Jeremiah prophesy that it was going to happen. Then they threw Jeremiah in prison, and then it did happen, and now Jeremiah's in prison. And now comes on the scene Ezekiel. I'm told as I read through, I'm actually taking some notes today here from Wearsby, common knowledge, but I shouldn't say common knowledge, not like you and I, I had to study this, but I mean, as you read commentaries, they all tend to agree that Jeremiah had been ministering to the southern Judah here. He ministered, we know, up until the up until the fall. But Ezekiel was born about four years into Jeremiah's ministry. So he has grown up under the prophecy, and then he then he was one of the exiles when they got exiled into Babylonia. The Babylonians. And did you know this? So I, I remember studying this before, and so I've always remembered it, but a lot of times people don't realize, you know when you talk about Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how they were taken captive by by Nebuchadnezzar, 
another person that was in that time period of was an exile was Ezekiel. He's not mentioned there. Probably was in a different area, maybe different providence, but he also was taken captive. He kind of grew up. He was younger, obviously, than Jeremiah. But as he grew up, he began to minister to the people that were exiles. He's ministering to them in their captivity, but he has a message of hope. I want to give you a quick rundown of kind of the outline. And we're already in the middle of this. We're, we're, about, we're in about chapter 15 or so. But you may remember back in the first three chapters, it was the prophet's call. We see God calling Ezekiel. It really stood out to me as I was reading that this time and just how it says that the Spirit of God would come into Ezekiel and bring him to attention in a sense, sit him up to listen to this message that God had for him, that God wanted him to declare. And God had Ezekiel do some crazy things. Did you notice? Like, for some time, he had to lay on his side for like a year's time and then turn over and lay on his other side. Just some, God used him in some illustrations that seem extreme, but was part of his ministry. I didn't mention that, that Ezekiel was a priest and prophet. He was both. We've ran into that a few times. He began this in around 30 years old. He's been in exile, as we've mentioned, but he's a prophet. As a priest, he would minister to the people, but prophets weren't real favorable to people. They were constantly talking about judgment coming, constantly talking about repenting. And a lot of people didn't treat the prophets too well. But we see his call in chapters 1, 2, and 3. He got to see the glory of God. He got to hear God's word in chapter 2. And God talked to him about becoming a watchman in chapter 3. But then in, in chapters 4 through 24, we saw the fall of Jerusalem and, and how that judgment was predicted, we know, by even Jeremiah. And how God's glory departed from Jerusalem, the godless leaders that were a part of Jerusalem, and God that God, and God in his justice. And, and so there's quite a few chapters there, about 20 chapters or so, talking about this judgment that came upon Jerusalem and why it came upon them. And then God's going to spend chapters 25 through about 32 just discussing the different, some other kingdoms around, not just Israel and Judah, but some others like Amnon and Moab and Edom and Philistia and Tyre and Sidon and Egypt. He's going to talk about their judgment that was coming. He said, hey, I'm going to judge these nations too. And he's going to spend about eight, seven, eight chapters talking about the judgment that was coming to the neighboring nations. But then in the last part, Ezekiel's going to turn his message to hope. And in this message of hope, he is going to talk about the future of Israel. And these are some verses that may not necessarily apply to us as Gentiles. But they're still important. It's still important for us today to watch what is going on in Israel and how I think it's still important for us today to side with and be with Israel, God's people. He's going to talk about the glorious future of Israel. He's going to talk about the city of Jerusalem being restored one day. The land of Israel being renewed. Part of this, we believe the prophecy was fulfilled in 1948 when Israel got their freedom back. But the rest of this is talking about the future time that is coming. There's, he's going to talk about 
how the nation of Israel is going to be resurrected and going to be reunited, how that temple and the priesthood is going to be restored, talking about that millennial kingdom that's going to be going on. So, so he's going to start to turn his message from a message of judgment to a message of hope. It's a message that in, in a large part hasn't been fulfilled even yet today, thousands of years later, but it's a message of hope for God's people. And our time period right now, we're during that church age when God is working through the local church. We're seeing many Gentiles being saved. Jews still are being saved, but God is working through the local church. But there will be a time when the church is raptured out of here. The focus goes back on Israel for a period of time. It's going to be judgment. But then that millennial kingdom when God is going to be restoring Israel back to himself. And Ezekiel spends some time in the latter part of this book discussing that very truth. And so Ezekiel is not going to be the easiest book. We've went through some tough ones. I'll tell you, if you're sticking with it, let me know. I'd love to hear if you're still reading through the Bible with us. Maybe you're just listening to it and that's fine. Maybe you're reading down through there with us and staying on it chronologically. I'd love to hear from you. I think you, I think it's an amazing job that you're sticking with it. Uh, and if it's your first time, I want to know that as well. If you're like, hey, this is my first time ever reading through the Bible and I'm sticking with it. I want, I want to be there to cheer you on in this backstretch that we're on. And I know we've come through Isaiah, we've come through Jeremiah, and now in Ezekiel. And it, it these are some difficult books. And we're going to have probably Daniel in there to kind of lo- loosen it up a little bit, at least for about 10 chapters. And then we're going to hit some minor prophets, and it's going to get hairy a little bit. But you think about these prophets, these men and women were, or men, I should say, and these prophets were used of God to try to get a message across to Israel. And it's a message that I think we need to take heed to today. It's a message of, hey, repent if you're in sin. It's a message of obey God, trust God, keep God at the focus of your heart, the center of your heart. Israel continuously went after false gods. And it's a message, this reminder to us that, yo, we, we, I said, yo, <laughs> I meant, I was going to say you and you know, but uh, so I said, yo, it sounds like a, well, anyways, but you know, we don't have prophets going around today and talking about the doom of America necessarily. I guess you can get on social media and see that, but we do have sin running rampant in our country and we have Christians that are falling into that. And drifting in their hearts and in their obedience away from God. And they're seeing destruction. And so I'd hope that you take heed as we, as we read this and see how much, how passionate is God, God is for his people, how he is for you, and how he wants us to live holy unto him. And so congratulations. If you're continuing to read through the book, the Bible, or if you're following along with us on this podcast, congratulations. Uh, and stick with it. Stick with it. I think easier days are ahead, but that doesn't mean there's not some good verses in Ezekiel and uh, and coming up in, in the Minor Prophets. So have a great week. We're going to be back with Elijah. We're in the next lesson two in Elijah. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Matter of fact, I'm about to go sit on my porch in this no humid day, no humidity day. And just think about this passage, jot some notes down. And try to decide whether I do it in one week or more. But I think it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to this passage. So you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.